I'm Jan Gibbons here with Bob Gibbons. Today's topic just sounds backwards to me. What do you mean the tenant isn't the landlord's primary client? Then who is? That's our topic today on the Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast. Okay, we've said a few outlandish things before. Well, not me. You. me, 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 me. But the, this one takes the cake. Bob, tell us why you think the tenant is not the landlord's primary client. Well, it's not that I think it's true. It's I know it's true. No. you got to remember, I was spoken. I, I worked for landlords for 20 years. And uh, and so I was in, in, the, in this position before switching sides and become becoming an exclusive tenant representative uh, I dealt with office and pro- warehouse properties for a long time for landlords. And so most, most landlords don't use their own money exclusively to buy buildings. They will put some of their money into it and then they'll go out and raise money from investors. And so like the last company I worked for, we would go out and raise money from pension funds and small college endowment funds and life insurance company and uh, companies and wealthy families and and then put some of, you know, the, the owners of our company would also put some of their money into it. And so that would constitute the equity piece. And that equity piece would be anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40% of the purchase price of the buildings. And then we'd get loans for the remainder. And, uh, and so once the landlords have that equity in place and they've got their loans in place for the balance, well, guess what? Who's Who, your daddy? Exactly. <laughs> Who do they care about the most? They want to make sure that the person that gave them the money, the company that gave them the money to invest and to buy the building in the first place is getting what they wanted. They, they, if they give them the kind of returns that they provided, they offered, they said they were going to get, then there's a good chance that they'll invest in the next deal and the next deal and the next deal. So, you know, that's who the primary client of a landlord is uh, because without that equity piece, there's, they couldn't have bought the building in the first place. Nothing happens. It's like in any organization, you got sales and operations. If sales don't happen, you don't need an operations department, period. So, so when I see a sign on a building that says, call 555-565-7889 to lease, underneath the caption should also read, because I owe my first client a whole lot of money, right? <laughs> I mean, how does this square? The landlords needed debt and equity, but they present themselves as having the tenants as their primary client. So at this point, the tenant is the landlord's second client, right? Uh, Well, you would think so since the tenant's the one paying the rent, but uh, that would not be accurate. Uh, And you say the the landlords present themselves as having the the tenant as their primary client. I don't know that they really do that. I would say that like most people like most companies you have a you have a program for presenting yourself appropriately to various constituencies you have a certain way of dealing with your employees you have a different way of dealing with your investors you have a different way of dealing with your um, you know your customers kind and, of the way you're presenting yourself to our listeners right now well, well I mean the bottom line is if the shoe fits Cinderella <laughs> 
you can't treat everybody the same. No, it wouldn't be appropriate. Right. And so I don't really fault the landlords for this at all. They have ways of dealing with tenants that are different than the way they deal with their investors. So it's back to another one of our podcasts. Knowledge is power. Absolutely. And we're here to let our clients know about all the ins and outs. I think that was last week or the week before, but I'm losing track. In any case, most leases in high rises buildings average five years. Uh, although they could range from one year to 20 years. Uh, most of them are going to range between three years well, they'll either be three years, five years, seven years, or 10 years. That seems to be the four most common um, lengths of leases. Well, after signing that lease, there's little opportunity for the landlord to get any kind of additional revenue from that tenant throughout that lease term. But, you know, yeah, they might expand perhaps, but not usually. So, you know, landlords are always looking for new revenue, of course. Everybody is. I mean, every company wants to grow their revenue. Landlords are no different. So who do, who can they go look for to provide them additional revenue? Well, it's the corporate real estate advisors, the tenant reps. That's what you we are. and me. Exactly. So ten, tenant reps do exactly what the name suggests. We represent tenants who are looking to sign a new lease or renew an existing lease or in some cases buying a building. And about 95% of the deals done for... Uh, spaces greater than 3,000 square feet are going to be done with a tenant representative and as part of the deal, representing that tenant. So landlords work hard to market their buildings to the tenant reps because they know that if the uh, they treat the tenant reps well, you know they will have the opportunity to potentially see multiple deals during a three or five or 10 year period. So how do they treat us well? Well, they treat us well by paying us on time, uh, by not being unreasonably difficult in negotiating deals with the tenant, um, you know, doing deals according to market. I mean, their job is to get the best deal they can, of course, so we don't fault them for that. But they don't have to be unreasonably difficult or try to do things that are unusual from everybody else in the market, you know. And so, you know, doing right by the tenant rep most often means treating the tenant well. Because if they treat the tenant well, that reflects well on us, and you know we put them in a in a lease with a landlord that is a good landlord that does the right thing. That's going to make the tenant rep look good. Uh, but you know they also have to you know pay us on time, pay us the, the amount that they agreed to, et cetera. So um, you know when I was a landlord, I had I was in the position of asset manager for my last nine years on the landlord side. So my job was maintaining the the maximum value to the buildings. And the best way to do that is to make sure the buildings were full. The best way to make sure the buildings were full was to make sure that we had a great relationship with tenant reps who were bringing us deals. So I did everything I could to have a great relationship with the tenant reps in the market and to make sure that they had confidence that we were going to take care of the tenants well, we were going to pay them on time, that they could trust what we said. And in fact, we, we did a good job of that because most of those tenant reps never even required a commission agreement. They knew they were going to get paid. And not only get paid, we paid them 100% of their commission when we signed the deal. Whereas the norm is to pay them 50% when the deal is signed and then 50% when the tenant moves in. We wouldn't do that unless we had a significant concern over the credit worthiness of the tenant. We just pay them 100% right when the lease got signed. So it gave us a reputation of being very tenant rep friendly 
and we got to see deals probably more frequently than some of our competitors who weren't quite as easy to get along with. So, you know, it's not practical for a landlord to chase every prospective tenant because there's thousands, tens of thousands of companies based in the DFW area, let's say, or have offices in DFW. So it's not practical for every individual landlord to chase every one of those tenants. But when there's only a few hundred tenant reps, all right, now that is manageable. Okay, okay, already. Just tell me that tenants are a landlord's <laughs> client at some junction in the near future. <laughs> well, okay. So we've said that the, the investors that give the landlords money is their first client. The tenant rep is therefore the second client. Yes, the tenant is the ding, third ding, client. Ding, 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 we have a winner. <laughs> What's behind door number three, Chuck? <laughs> tenants, look, tenants are incredibly important to landlords. I'm not trying to say they're not. Uh, they're the ones paying the rent. They're the ones that actually create the value of the building. It's just there's a pecking order. If they don't get the equity from the investors, they can't even buy the building in the first place. If they're not friendly to tenant reps, they can't get a tenant in the building. So naturally, the third level then is the tenant who actually pays the rent. Um, so um, certainty of that cash flow with a good tenant is what they want more than anything. So landlords do, do a lot of things for tenants. They provide great amenities in the buildings. They have extensive tenant retention programs. They employ good property managers and other staff whose primary job is to take care of the tenants and manage the buildings and, and the leases consistent with what that lease requires. So while tenants are the third in line of landlord clients, they are still extremely important. Uh, but they could improve their leverage, the tenant could improve their leverage and their influence with landlords by hiring a tenant rep instead of trying to do this, uh, try to negotiate something on their own. So today's good news is that tenants are our first, our most important, and our only client. Preach it, sister. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Confessions of a Recovering Landlord podcast. At Riata Commercial Realty, we exclusively serve companies that lease or purchase office and warehouse space. We never represent landlords. Find us at texastenantrep.com or give us a call, 972-667-0028. Hey, do you know what's special about this episode? No, I don't. It's our shortest one so far. <laughs> <laughs> Might actually get a full listen, huh? <laughs> I want to see a spike in those downloads, people. <laughs> And while you're doing that, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That'll help other people find us. Uh, subscribe. That'd be nice. Again, check us out, texastenantrep.com. See, See you next, next week. week. Oh, we did that together. <laughs> Bye. Oh, thank you.